Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo. We're here every day with a great interview for you. Today, we're gonna make sure you're happy and you love your job. That's right, we're talking about what's going on between your ears. Now, I know you, you're a professional. You're in professional services. That's who listens to the show. That's who watches the show. Or you're someone who works with or serves people who are in professional services. And there's never been a more stressful time, a more difficult time than to be a professional service provider than right now. It's tough. I just had a conversation this morning with, with a client about their own mental health, and I advised them to go see a professional to get some to get some help talking through some of their issues. If you're a lawyer, you know, unfortunately, that mental health issues are of a paramount concern to people who are in the practice of law right now. Well-being, particularly mental well-being, is on the top of everyone's mind. It should be on the top of your list, your checklist for yourself. And we've got just the person today to help us think through what we're doing with our own well-being and to think through what your associates, what your partners, what your what the people in your cohort are doing. If you're not keeping an eye on the mental health and the well-being of everyone around you, you're not doing your job as a human being. Like I said, it's more important than ever. And today we're talking to Jonathan Eisler, and he's the vice president of business development for a company called Perspectives. And what they do is exactly what we're talking about. So I wanna make sure that you're healthy and you're fit, particularly between your ears. So I wanna talk to Jonathan today about what we can do to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Please join me in welcoming Jonathan to the Inside BS Show. All right, Jonathan, so I know that this is an issue that's really important to the people who are listening, to people who are watching, and it's important to you. We've had a brief conversation about it. Why do you, why do you love doing this? What, what, and what do you love so much about the job that you have at Perspectives? Yeah, I, I, what a great intro. And, and I keep thinking about the old adage about putting the oxygen mask on ourselves. So I just really appreciate your focus, Dave, on the well-being of others. But you're right, it starts with our own personal well-being. So what do I love about my job? I think first, it helps to know a little bit about myself, specifically that I'm driven by a passion for others' happiness and others' well-being in the world. Now, aspirational, sure, but I wanna, every day when I wake up, I wanna know that I get to do something that helps make the world a little better place, and I truly believe that starts at the individual level. The well-being, mental health, et cetera, like you mentioned. So about my job at Perspectives for 40 years, um, we've really been focusing on the well-being of individuals and of organizations. We do this through our three different divisions. We have two that are in business to business. First is our employee assistance program. It's we're a standalone EAP and we provide access for employees to super robust resources for everything and anything that they may be worried about, concerned about, as well as their family members. Because we believe that you have to look at the entire employee experience here. So of course, mental health is a huge aspect of this, right? And we want to reduce barriers so that employees can get this when they need in a way that they need. And again, there's no cost to them. Secondly is our organizational consulting group. So our organizational consulting group focuses on where employees spend the majority of our waking hours. It's where where we come to work, right? And we have a 
extremely talented bench of consultants and they bring a lot of services and a lot of expertise, but really there's a single focus there and all of the work that our consultants do, whether it's leadership development programs, whether it's business strategy, whether it's changing the culture to become more inclusive and equitable, it has that one single focus, which is creating a place that employees love coming to, where employees feel a sense of psychological safety, where they feel a sense of belonging, where they can bring their best self to work. Um, And then thirdly, we have our B2C department, um, which is our counseling and psychotherapy practice, which provides compassionate resources for the uh, mental health of individuals and and their families too. So, So in my role of business development for the company, what I love is that every day when I wake up, I mentioned this earlier, I know that I get to come to work and be a part of a team that through everything that we get to do on a day-to-day basis, we get to positively impact more and more lives. And to me, that's something that I can really get excited about. So yeah, I love my job because it really ties into who I am at my core. And I'm blessed. All right. That's fantastic. I I love, I love hearing that. Talk a little bit about what's been uh what's been going on lately right and why you know why what you do is so important i mean we're we're two years into uh into a pandemic that looks like right now as we're speaking is kind of winding its way down has have people been reaching out to you during this time? Have have yeah? I mean, your services seem so crucial. They seem so important. Have people really taken it upon themselves to reach out to you for help now? Yeah, I think if there's a positive out of the last twenty four plus months, right? It's continued to destigmatize mental health, but it has also really shown a light on how important it is for for individuals and for organizations. So. There's kind of two parts to to my response to your question. Yes, more have been reaching out to us um, because, like I mentioned earlier, we take a lot of pride on our approach to service. Where, and I don't want to talk negative about other providers in the EAP space, but there are options that organizations can get that might not cost anything if they come through a big carrier, right? If they have two lines of coverage, they have life and dental. Let's say that does the Humanas will say, "Hey, we'll also give you a free EAP." However, what the pandemic has really shown light on is that you get what you pay for, right? So it's unfortunate when organizations are saying, hey, our people are struggling or employees are coming to HR, to their leaders and saying, we need help, but we don't know where to go. And all of a sudden organizations are starting to wake up and say, we can't take this this reactive approach to getting these resources in front of our employees. So that's one side. Yes, it's been very good for us because our approach is to have ongoing continual contact with their dedicated account executive to not only say, hey, what do you need? But this is this is the second part in my response to your question. It's that we get to come with recommendations because we have data points and we are data driven in all, everything that we do. And we have data points from interactions with hundreds of thousands of employees across our book of business so that then we are able to see how the pandemic has been impacting individuals, how it's been impacting their families. We can even segment this out, let's say by industry or, or region. And then we can actually come to organizations and say, hey, you know what we're really seeing with others in this in the healthcare provider space, let's say, or within the first responders, two areas that we've seen the numbers go through the roof on. Here's what we're starting to see: are some of these things happening here at your organization? And here's what we are seeing to be effective. So it's both them reaching out to us, but also us being able to be proactive and coming to them. Um, so I, I think that it really has shown a light on the mental health aspect there. One other thing that I want to mention that the pandemic has shown is. 
you can't separate work and life, right? And personally, I, I've never believed that you've been able to because you have a great win at work, you get a great new account or a great win at, you know, a project goes extremely well. You're, you're in a great mood when you get home. Also conversely, if things maybe aren't going as well at home, you show up to work and you're, you kind of have that cloud over you. We've all felt that, right? Both the positive and the negative both ways. So what the pandemic I think has really shown is that personal and professional lives have had to coexist and it's literally under a microscope with the spotlight on, right? As we're sitting here in our little Hollywood squares. So organizations are really needing to step back. And this is also because the great resignation, whatever you want to call it. I personally don't like that term, but um, organizations are realizing that they have to look at the entire employee experience. And that's another reason why it's so important, not just to think about what are you providing for your employees, but what are you providing for the people that the employees care about? And I say people intentionally, I think before I had said family, but our model is also, so let's say, Dave, if, you're, if you have Perspectives Employee Assistance Program at your organization, and I, I've used this example before, like you're, you have a son, maybe your son's best friend's parents are going through a separation. You're probably a little bit concerned when you're showing up for work each day because you know your son's stressed out about what his friend is going through, right? So our model is that your son's friend could call into perspectives and say, hey, I'm an, an acquaintance of somebody that works at the Dave Lorenzo company. I'm dealing with my parents separating. Could I get some help? No questions asked. Our system says, yep, the Dave Lorenzo company is in the system. We immediately, whether he wants to uh, work with a counselor via text, over video, over email, over phone, in person, whatever it is, we want to provide those resources to him, your son's friend, so that then you can come to work fully engaged and fully present because you know the people that you care about are taken care of. No, oh, that's terrific. That's really great. Talk a little bit about, Jonathan, talk a little bit about um, what people, what, what do people say when you approach them and say, hey, you know, have you ever thought about an employee assistance program? I'm sure that there are businesses out there now that maybe have 30, 50, 100 employees that don't think they're big enough to have an employee assistance program. So you go to them and you say, hey, listen, you know, this is something that is a, a fantastic benefit for your employees and the employees who use it will have an enhanced experience in working for your company. And they probably think to themselves, well, I'm not big enough. Help, help folks with that. Is, that. is that the case? Do they have to be a certain size in order to have an EAP in their, in their company? So there are some providers out there that they have, they have their limits, right? They might not touch an organization that has less than 200 employees, let's say. That is not our model. There's no organization too small. I think our smallest customer right now has about seven employees. So, but then back to your question, I think it's even more important for these smaller organizations, especially startups, ones that are experiencing this growth, um, exponential growth, let's say, it's even more important for them to think about their employees' experience because usually organizations of that size, they're still very much run by the founder or founders, but yet they also, the founders or whoever it is that's leading the organization, they also need to be focused on, on growth and strategy but there's also usually an inherent feeling or culture that they want for their company, but it kind of gets hard to be pulled in both ways. And a lot of the times too, companies the size that you're mentioning, they might not have a dedicated HR person that might roll up under operations or under finance. And I guarantee they don't have somebody that's over the employee experience or training and development, let's say. So it, 
it's such a great add-on for us to be able to be that extension for them to be able to create the type of a welcoming, warm, safe culture for their employees for literally less than a cup of coffee a month for the employees. So I think that they can't afford not to look at this, but there is there's a stigma that we do still sort of bump into that it's going to be cost prohibitive for these for these smaller organizations. But again, literally less than a couple cups of, or a cup of coffee a month or so per employee. So I think they can't afford not to think about this. So one of the things that strikes me is, and I, I'm interested to see if this is true or not, because as you're as you're speaking, I'm thinking to myself, listen, this is. A lot like, you know, the motivation for a company to bring in uh, perspectives seems a lot like, let's say, insurance, right? And the, the only time people think about life insurance, for example, is after there's been a tragedy uh, among their friends, among their family, with somebody they knew, and the breadwinner or somebody who is so critical to a business or to a family you know, unfortunately passes away. And then everybody's like, well, they had insurance. So at least their finances are taken care of. With your service, it's too expensive unless you have somebody have, you know, an unfortunate incident where they have a mental health issue, where they have a breakdown, or God forbid, they try to take their own life or they take their own life. Then all of a sudden, your service is not too expensive. It's the thing that saves other people from that happening. How do we, Jonathan, convey that to people before a tragedy strikes? Because I, I, it's unbelievable that the timing of this, I, I told a story to a client this morning where I've been, I've been on my own in consulting for 15 years now. I worked at a big consulting company before that. But in the last 15 years, working in professional services, consulting with you know hundreds and hundreds of clients, I've had four clients, unfortunately, take their own life in the last 15 years because of the pressure they're feeling. So Jonathan, how do we convey to people the value of a service like this, you know, without, without having to, without there having to be a tragedy? Yeah. Well, first I am sorry to hear, but I appreciate you sharing, um, what you've dealt with, you know, directly where with the loss of, of four individuals within your, within your clients. And you're right, I, we see that it can be a bit more, I like the term insurance that you're talking about, but a bit more reactionary and how do we get ahead of that? I wanna to get to that piece, but I also think talking about it from an insurance perspective, these smaller organizations, their premiums, right? You, you look at your insurance increases year over year come one one of next year, one or two quick claims, especially mental health claims, can make your premiums go up exponentially. Our data that we track and review every quarter shows that nine out of 10 in cases that come to us are resolved within the EAP. So we can do a direct ROI right there. Let's start there. There's a cost savings, right? That in and of itself can get people to be a lot more open to saying, okay, so maybe it's going to be a few thousand bucks for a year, but I'm going to keep my insurance premiums down. I mean, I talked to lots of our friends in the benefits space right now, and they're seeing 20 to 40 to 50% increases. So let's keep that down. Now you start to have their attention because there's a cost savings, right? Now to your point though, about getting ahead of the, of the mental health issues around suicide, things like this, it's why it's so important for us in the minute that we bring a new customer on or new client on, that we meet with the leaders, we meet with anybody in a supervisory position and start talking to them about how to tune in to your employees that might be dealing with some additional emotional stress, maybe depression, things like this. There's key, there's cues that can come 
that, that are there usually before something like this happens. Not always, but there's usually cues. And then God forbid, we've all heard those stories too, where people are like, I missed this, you know, there was this, and then there's that guilt, there's that survivor guilt, there's all these other things that start to come to the, come to the fore. So we find that the first thing we have to do is start empowering the leaders, the managers, the supervisors to proactively look for, and then how to intervene. But now the intervene part's important here because we don't want anybody to take on the role of being the armchair therapist or being the person that's coming in to save the day. We want to help them to know how to bring in the right resources, whether it's our clinical team, whether it's our intake center, whether it's their dedicated account manager, they can even triage in the moment there too. So we become an extension for them, but we first have to educate and empower them. Okay. So talk about that, you know, that you're, what you're describing there is a very empathetic leader. It's somebody who really can put themselves in the shoes of what the employees are feeling. And I've, I've met a few of those over the course of my 30 plus year career, but I would say they're, they're few and far between. So how do we communicate to the leadership, especially in professional services, right? How do we communicate to the leadership of these businesses, of these firms, that, you, you know, that empathy is so important? Do you, at Perspectives, have an approach that you take to help the leaders understand um, what they should be doing and what to look for to, so that they know that, you know, an employee is struggling with something and, and, you know, then they can turn to, to the, the EAP, to you for help. So there, there's two pieces to, to that question there. So one that I briefly just touched on is about helping them know what, when to look for things, and then how to utilize and access and refer employees into the EAP resources. But I want to step back because what you're talking about falls much more in line with what our organizational consulting division does, which is a focused on leadership development. We're talking about culture at the core of everything today, right? Culture is really set from the top. The desired culture is set from the top, but we know that it's driven from the bottom, right? Through the employees to be able to, to, to make and sustain the type of culture they're looking for. So that's where we come in, we, whether it's through our executive coaching programs, whether it's through our leadership development programs. And also we're seeing a much more proactive approach, thankfully, um, to also identifying who the next high potentials are, right? We know high potential development programs have been around for a while. Organizations are starting to even rethink about how they're starting to develop their the leaders of tomorrow. I think before a lot of it that we saw was more the tactical type of leadership and management is probably a better term than leadership, but it's more about legal liability issues What once you're a manager, how to do performance reviews, how to hold people accountable, how to delegate, right? What we're seeing now is more of this shift to how to help leaders be authentic, how to show up and be, be themselves. It's, it's so important and it's so impactful for a leader to even be able to say like, hey, I, I'm not okay right now. I'm struggling. This 24 months of being under a microscope and not being able to go hang out with my team after work for a quick happy hour on Friday, like this is getting to me. It's okay. And it's not just okay. It's, it's important for leaders to be able to do this because anymore, I believe that the success of organizations is directly tied to of course, the, the customer's experience, but the customer experience can be traced back to the employee experience. And that employee experience is really driven by the culture, which is their relationship with their managers, right? So we have to help managers understand that, especially talking about retaining people with what's going on right now in the job market, that they have to know how to be the leader that their people need at an individual level. It's that 
it's that adaptive leadership. The old model of situational leadership is sort of like that too, but gone are the days where, well, I'm the boss, so do what I say. Sure, that still exists in some areas. That's not, those organizations, if they do exist in a couple of years, they're going to be really struggling if that's the management approach overall. So it's really, organizations have to step back and everybody's not, everybody's not willing to do this, but to step back and say, hey, we need to rethink how we're defining leadership. And there's some organizations that have been doing this exceptionally well. The pandemic has really shown a light that the rest need to start playing catch up there. Did I answer your question about getting leaders? Yeah, no, to I think you. I think and, I think you hit on it. And in fact, I wanna I wanna ask you uh, kind of a follow up to that, and I wanna do it in just one minute. Um, the the follow up question to that is gonna be, you know, for you to tell us about the the pandemic and what you've done to help your clients get through the pandemic. I want you to give some thought to that. We'll come back with that. the answer to that question in just one minute. I need to remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service to people all over the United States. Now, Sandrowski can help you with tax planning, consulting, family office advisory, business valuations, litigation support, forensic accounting. If you need help with advanced accounting, if you're concerned about your tax exposure as a business owner, if you're concerned about what's going to happen when you sell your business or you're buying a business and you're concerned that you want to pay a fair price for that business, Sandrowski is the team to call. You see, they have experts in business valuation, which means they can look at the financials of a business and look at the comparable market. Uh, presentation of other businesses and determine whether or not the price that you're paying, the amount that you will invest for that business is fair and it's a good business valuation. If you need help with this or anything else related to advanced accounting, I want you to call Sandrowski at 866-717-1607. That's 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by my Revenue Roadmap Guide. If you want a business development plan and you want to grow your professional service practice, you need my Revenue Roadmap Guide. And the good news is I'm going to give it to you for free. It's my way of saying thank you for watching the show, for listening to the show. Go to RevenueRoadmapGuide.com, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com, enter your contact info, and you can download your free copy of my business development plan today. It's the same one I use with my clients. You can customize it for yourself and your professional service firm, revenueroadmapguide.com. It's my way to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Jonathan Eisler. He's the vice president of business development for Perspectives. They're an employee assistance plan. They do. They also do organizational effectiveness consulting. You can reach them at 312-636-6609, 312-636-6609. Okay, Jonathan, talk about how you've been able to help people get through the pandemic and maybe even uh, whether the, you know, the, the quote unquote great uh, resignation, you know, people switching jobs because there are other opportunities out there and, and, and unemployment is so low. How are, how have you been helping firms weather this unbelievably tense and difficult situation? So culture, right? It comes, it comes back to culture and, I will also say, I know I mentioned earlier, one of the positives from the pandemic, within that same time frame, I also believe that diversity, equity, and inclusion has started getting more of the attention that it has deserved for a long time. And I've also seen organizations starting to t be willing to take that hard look at what does that mean to create more of a diverse culture. 
I think historically, we still see it though too, there's been a tendency to just sort of check the box, let's come in and have an unconscious bias training, let's say. So with the with what's going on in the in the marketplace right now as it relates to talent, one of the things that organizations that we've been able to really help companies do through our consulting group is to do, do the difficult work around creating cultures that ultimately enable diversity to thrive. So I say that intentionally because I believe diversity is an outcome variable. So you can't just come in and say, I wanna make my, my company more diverse. Some organizations do that. So they start to bring in a more of a diverse talent pool, but then if they haven't actually created a culture where people feel safe to show up to be themselves, to be able to speak up if they disagree, they don't feel psychologically safe, that culture is going to implode if there's a bunch of diversity, but they don't have that equitable, inclusive understanding at the cultural level and at that senior leadership level. So we've been doing a lot of work with organizations around this. And a lot of it starts with HR practices, right? So, so let's look at the, the entire employee experience from the minute that a job posting goes up to how you're describing the company, to what that candidate experiences like going through the process to once they're onboarding somebody into a company. Are you looking at the employee relationship much more than just transactional, right? It's if you can actually pair up a new hire with a mentor, somebody internally, it's a mentor that actually just there, how's your experience going? Things like this. Well, of course, HR is also going to walk through, you know, got to fill out the paperwork benefits, all of this stuff too. But we're really helping organizations look at their relationship with employees beyond just that transactional. Um, then, and on the mental health side too, the other thing that we've really been able to do is because we have the ability to access all of this data about employee well-being across all of our organizations that we serve through the EAP, like I mentioned earlier, we're able to come proactively to them. I think that it's the whole fight or flight, or as I call it, the turtle syndrome, right? When things get tough and people get stressed out, you become like you narrow your focus and it becomes much more reactive to what's directly in front of you. So we're able to bring that, that wide angle lens and come and say, hey, you might not be thinking about this, but here's some things that we would strongly recommend because here's what we're seeing. So I think it's really those two areas where we're able to come to organizations with what their employees may need. And then also we've really focused on and removing barriers to accessing the mental health. I mentioned this earlier through all the different modalities that we have, but we're seeing a huge uptick on, on employees, individuals reaching out to us via text, right? Because now so many of us are working in the house with significant others, with roommates, et cetera. And it's a little harder to have a conversation, let's say with a therapist. So my wife's working in her home office over there right now too. So if I was actually having some stress between us, let's say I might be a little less resistant to reach out and talk to a therapist. Now I can do that directly here, right? So perspectives is continually thinking about how, how can we innovate to meet employees where they are? And then again, back to the culture. I would say those are the, those are the two plus areas on how we've been able to help companies adjust both with the pandemic and with the, the war for talent right now. That's great. Now, talk a little bit about when is, there's never a bad time to bring in perspectives, to bring in people to, to do what you do, but when is the best time for a company to, to look at potentially engaging you? Uh, is it, I guess it's common when they're reevaluating their benefits, but when, when do you find is the best time for someone to reach out to you and to, and to get the ball rolling? So when's the best time to plant a tree? 
Right? Well, the best <laughs> the best time ago. was yesterday. Yeah, the the second best time <laughs> is today. <laughs> exactly. So that's it's. I, I say that tongue in cheek, of course, right? But it it really is before there's a need. So it. And as I mentioned, though, it's hard to get sometimes some organizations uh, to get that that proactive approach and to be thinking about it. So, but but I would just really encourage leaders and organizations to to think about what is your overall value proposition to potential candidates. You know, how are you currently engaging your employees? Do they feel and do they know that you as an organization care about them? Do they feel that they work for a supervisor, or a boss that really knows them and cares about their long-term success, not just their effectiveness in the job? Um, and what are you doing to really keep your, your your people around here and keep them engaged? I think if you're asking those types of questions, I would love to have a conversation and see if and how we might be able to help. I think that hopefully from the last few minutes of conversation, you're also seeing that we look at well-being of organizations and individuals in the whole systems approach, right? It's not just the EAP. It's not just mental health. It's not just culture. It's the entire employee's life experience. Yeah, no, that's terrific. All right, Jonathan, I want you to take a minute and think about three things we should take away from our time together, three things we should take away from the time that we've spent talking about all of these very important issues. As you're thinking about that, I want to once again remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. They are the firm that can help you save money on your taxes as well as help you with any litigation support that you need. Let's take those two things separately. So first, first and foremost, saving money on your taxes, whether you're an affluent individual or you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, you probably feel like you're paying too much in taxes. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach out to Sandrowski, share with them all of your financial information, and they will tell you what you can do to save money on your taxes. Now, listen, let's say you reach out to Sandrowski and they look at your portfolio and they tell you, look, you're doing the best that you can. You've just gotten peace of mind. You feel better about what you're doing and how you're really positioned to mitigate your tax exposure, to minimize the amount of money you're paying in taxes. Let's talk now about litigation support. Those of you out there who are lawyers, who are litigators, if you need help with valuing a business or perhaps you're involved in a dispute and there's an asset at issue and you need a good valuation on that business, Sandrowski is the perfect firm to call. Why? They not only will be able to value that asset, whether it's intellectual property or a hard asset or the entire business itself, they'll also be able to testify about the work they did to get to that business valuation or the valuation of that asset. They'll be able to testify in court in a way that's easy for people to understand. You see, they have over 35 years of experience at doing this. They're really good at it and they're the firm to call if you need help in this area. I want you to reach out to them today. Call 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. Also remember, get your Revenue Roadmap Guide. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com. It's free. It's my gift to you for listening and watching. It's your business development plan. It's the same plan I use with my clients. You can download it now and customize it for your professional service firm. RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. It's your path to building a business based on relationships and thought leadership. All right, we're talking with Jonathan Eisler. He's helping us understand the need for employee assistance programs and a building a better workplace culture. You can reach out to him at 312-636-6609, 6609 
Okay, Jonathan, what are the three things we should take away from our time together? So the success of any business is, of course, and I mentioned this, is defined by the experience that customers and clients have with that business. And that experience that customers and clients have with any business is really defined by that interaction with their manager and the interaction that, or I'm sorry, the way that the employees themselves feel about the company that, that they work for, right? So I think that instead of just focusing on, let, let's make sure that our customers have the best experience, focus on the experience that your employees have and that really ties back into the culture of the organization. So then number two, make sure that your culture is one where people feel that sense of belonging, where they feel that it's psychologically safe to show up and be who they are and to also voice their concerns and come forward before things have gotten to the point of, of a disaster and or things are too late to actually remedy or the employee is already going out the door and you're having the exit interview. Thirdly, I, I would strongly just encourage everybody to think about what does it mean to be the leader that your people need and that your individual people need to. It's not the leader that you want or the leader that you need, it's what does it take for you to be the leader that they need to be? Because that all then ties back into that sense of belonging, that personal relationship that the employees have with the organization that the organization has with them. So yeah, I would say it's those three areas, focus on your employee experience, the culture of, of belonging and safety, and then help your leaders be the people that their people need directly, not the, not the leaders that they want to be or the leaders that they need themselves. All right, that's fantastic advice. Thank you for that. Before I let you go, Jonathan, I want to ask you this question, and it seems a little, it seems a little hokey, it seems a little quirky, but I think it's important because this is what we've been talking about the entire time. Jonathan, what makes you happy? I have a feeling it's come through in the last few minutes that we've been able to talk, but really it's being able to go to bed each night knowing that I have had the opportunity to work with the exceptional people that comprise perspectives and help them and us collectively make the world a little brighter by positively impacting the well-being of organizations, of families, and of individuals. Because as I said at the beginning, I am driven by a passion for the happiness of others. And I want to know that when I leave this world, I've done my little part to make the place a little better than it was when I came into the world. So I'm blessed and I'm fortunate. All right, that's terrific. And we've been blessed and fortunate to be talking with Jonathan Eisler today. If you want to reach out to him about organizational effectiveness or about his employee assistant plan at Perspectives, you can call him at 312 312- 636-6609-312-636-6609. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Dave, for the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another great interview. Here's hoping that you make a great living and live a great life. We are having too much fun here at the Inside BS Show. More fun than should be allowed by law. Join us back here again tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you again tomorrow. Take care.